Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome listeners to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast, where we're always talking everything college hoops, even during the off-season. We want to say thanks to Blog Talk Radio for powering us up, and we want to say thank you to you, the listeners. Thanks for carving out some time, finding us on the dial. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here with us. Mike and Gus, and we appreciate that. And Mike, I'm just going to say it's been a long time, Mike. What are we doing? How are we doing? And let's talk some college hoops. Oh, we're doing well. Gus, it's great to be back with you here. College basketball never stops 24-7. There's always news. It's growing now, partner. It's growing into this year-round sport. Football is. is mastered. The NFL is mastered. We have the NFL draft, all this other stuff. Now, NBA is catching up to this in college basketball. It's a beautiful time of year. The weather is good here on the East Coast. Everything's great. I cannot wait. I'm so happy to be back with you here to talk some college basketball. This is what happens. Like the tournament, start, the tournament ends. Uh, we talk some post-tournament stuff, and then, like you know, we, we go on a little hibernation. And now, and now we're back. We're we're, we're going to give you everything you hoped for. So, listeners out there, we're gonna we're gonna give you everything that we hope that you're looking to talk about, listen to in your earbuds and in your headphones. So, thanks for tuning in with us. We we appreciate that. And 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 where we, and they want to know Gus where we've been. I'll tell you where we've been, folks. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, the, please. The Screen it, the Screener podcast. Backstory, backstory. The, the Screen the Screener podcast is taking things to another level this year, okay? We have been doing this Gus and I through two seasons, not even two mm. full years, right, partner? Not mm-hmm. even two full years, two seasons, no. okay? But not two full years. We are building. The podcast has grown beyond belief. It's your support. It's your help of the podcast. You're listening. We thank you. We're indebted to you. But we are ramping things up. And here's the issue, folks. Doing what we're trying to do for you costs money. The Mm. microphones. We've started the YouTube channel. We're hosted Mm. with Blog Talk. All this stuff we do, it costs a few shekels. Okay? So what Gus and I have done is we have so many cool things planned for you. We have the preview series, which is going to be blown out of proportion. The website is getting revamped and updated. We have the YouTube channel with our with our previews of the NBA draft. Right. We're asking you to support the show. Folks, we gave you in March something like, Gus, 23 pods? twenty In the month of March, it must have been like 20, Okay. We are asking you to go to Patreon. Okay, Screen the Screener podcast, College Basketball podcast. Go to Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can support the show. Someone has started. We have our first Patreon. Supported the show. There are three levels, folks. Three levels. Yes, thank you. We will keep the person anonymous because we don't know if they want the name to say, but it's, it's a prevalent person uh, in the NBA basketball realm who is supporting the podcast. You can support us for a dollar a month. You can support us for $3 a month, and you can support us for $6 a month. Folks, a dollar a month in the month of March for the podcast that we do for you is relatively four cents a podcast. Okay. I, that, I got that, mo- that, that math almost doesn't make sense. I got money, Gus. I got, I got, I got change all over the place. I support podcasts out of my own pocket. We need, I, I, I do as well. I do as well. We need your help. We need your support. So please consider going to Patreon. We love the five-star reviews and the comments on iTunes. We're not going to beat you over the brow with money, but we got to announce this here. The YouTube channel, you pay a dollar a month. We get, we will design a YouTube NBA draft preview for you. We will have extra podcasts coming only for our Patreons. You will have input into the show. If you get to $3 a month, you now tell us who you want, what teams you want us to interview as we do our preview series. And then the $6 a month level, you get a t-shirt, you get access, you get to talk to Gus and I, we'll be able to give you direct questions, direct access to us. Heck, we'll give our phone number, you can come over, you can stay at my house if you want, and we're asking for $1, $3, $6 a month, $1 okay. a month, folks. I'm going to have to clean up the playroom if that's going to happen. Well, okay. well, we have beverages, you know, we could, have, we could have all of our followers here, you know, Phil Olson, I mean, Lemieux, all these guys, all these guys come over. <laughs> Consider it, folks. A dollar a month is what we're asking. We think that's reasonable. And you know we will be servants to you. You will be our board of directors for the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. And I can promise you, you're going to love what we have for the upcoming season. Big things in the work, Gus. There's my public service announcement. Okay. So I, I, I support what Mike was saying there. And I think that it's reasonable within the budget, especially at the lower level, 
for what Mike and I will provide, you know, throughout the off season, but then also once the season gets ramped up. And like Mike said, I think during March, we gave you 20 podcasts in the month of March talking about the automatic qualifiers, um, each round of the tournament, so on and so on. So like th- that that's the type of service you're going to get for that type of payment. It seems kind of – it seems reasonable. So we're going to let you make your decision. Uh, and we just want to say thank you in advance. That's really cool. We thought it was uh, – we wanted to get established before we – put this request out there and we feel like we're established enough to do that now so we just want to say thank you in advance for anybody that's going to jump on board with it so cool cheers that sounds great all right so listeners we just want to say thank you for uh putting up with my only voice for the last couple of podcasts for the screen the screener college basketball podcast uh and what we want to do is we just want to bounce a couple of ideas between mike and myself because i think that might provide more of an insight on where our heads are at, maybe, you know, provoke an idea or, or, or spark an idea in your head of what we might think. And we just want to start with the Commission of College Basketball and their report. And we'll just go through a couple of the talking points there. And then we'll, Mike and I will talk off of those and then we'll move on from there. One of the things that was in this commission report from college basketball with Consolidator Rice and her um, staff was calling for an end of the NBA rule of the one-and-done, allowing high school seniors to enter the draft right away, just like it used to be with Kobe and KG, um, you know, J.R. Smith, uh, LeBron, uh, you know, the list goes on, uh, Amari. Um, and, and, and all we have to do is just take a quick look at the Cavs roster, and you have LeBron and J.R. Smith there, and they seem to be doing fine. Mike, thoughts on the end of the one-and-done rule, what it might mean for both the NBA and college basketball? Do you think this is a big deal? Do you think this helps or hinders one faction or another as far as like uh, NBA basketball or, or college hoops? Who does it serve the best? Well, you and I are on different sides of the coin on this. I, I, I'm done with the bashing of the NCAA. Okay, folks, let's not forget these kids get a an education. They right. often get a four year education, which now in our world can easily go over two hundred thousand dollars over four years. Expensive. So let's stop with the they need to get millions of dollars. Okay, so the the Mike Randall with the headgear and glasses who's sitting on the end of the bench is now going to get the same amount as the star. Oh no, he's going to get less. Well, how much less? Well, I don't know, but I know it's wrong. Oh, okay, that that's really helpful. That's like the old adage: don't come to me with a problem unless. Unless you have a solution. I mm. love what Condoleezza Rice is doing. I right. love that they're looking at this. It's still college basketball. I right. love the end of the one and done. I think that's tremendous. You want to go after high school? You can go fight for our country. You can go working. You can choose to go to college. I am not restricting anyone at the age Good. of 18 years old from doing Good. whatever they want to do. But Good. don't go to the college Accept the scholarship, go to class in the fall, taking a bunch of fluff courses because you know you're not coming back at the end of next year. And by the way, Gus, once the ink dries on the last final on December 15th, they don't attend class. They're not going to class in February if they're declaring for the draft in April. So what this is, is let's call it what it is. Go to college. They're getting a full year of college to attend class for September, October, November, and half of December. And then they don't go to class anymore. So don't tell me that that Malik Monk sitting in astronomy, okay? Don't tell me in, in February. It's not happening. I, I love that you referenced the astronomy okay. class. That's so great. like, yeah, that's because I had a professor who's 90 years old who fell out of right, a bus right, and he right. survived, okay? But uh, anyway, that's my point. I love the one and done. I'm very happy about it. I think it's a good first start. Let's not make it seem like going to college is putting shackles and handcuffs and restricting everybody. You could go to co- you can go you can go to the uh, to, to Europe. Like Brandon Jennings did at the end of high school. Go ahead, guys. Sure. But no, you yeah, want to go to yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, you sure. you want to be a big man on campus. You want to go to class until December fifteenth in their fluff classes. You don't want to attend class in the spring. But then you say the system's broke. Okay, let's take it easy, guys. So I like it. Look on this point. I know the rest of the points we'll probably argue on. This point, I'm agreeing with with you. Why are we denying the market value for a college high school? I'm sorry for a high school senior. When, why are we denying the value of that when they can go into the NBA draft, be a, let's just say the 10th pick in the draft, okay? Let's just use like Amari Stoudemire as like the model. 
He was around the 10th pick of the draft. And he can sign, the 10th pick in the draft now can sign a four-year with a player option on the fourth year, uh, about $12 million contract. Why are we denying that open market value for that individual? Whether they're, you know, it doesn't matter if they're a basketball player, a musician, an artist, uh, an actress. Uh, it doesn't matter what their what their occupation is. I don't understand why there's a rule that denies that market value for that particular person. So I, I'm not in favor with this, and this is a total NBA rule. The key is with the NBA. Does the NBA Players Union, which is going to vote on this, do they want to have younger players back in the league after not having this in the league for a number of years? Does the mid-level exception guy, let's just use Jason Terry on the Bucks. Obviously, if this rule goes into place and what the uh, college basketball uh, commission wants, and we have high school seniors coming in, that Jason Terry position on the team probably disappears. I don't think it does, Gus, because I don't think there's going to be 60 kids from high school in the NBA. I don't think they're good enough. I really don't. I, I No, no, I, no. I, and, and I don't think there's going to be 60, but I think there's going to be 10. I think there's going to be seven. I think there's going to be six. And that takes away from that. So I think there's an I, – I think the, 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 the players union for the NBA does have a difficult decision to make. Do they say like, okay, at the end of your NBA career, you're going to have to battle with that 18-year-old yeah, or that roster? Yeah, because you made a boatload of money. Because you made a boatload of money at the end of your career. So you know what? Battle. We're all excited about the free market. Hey, let's let the kids get what they can want like a musician, right? Okay, great. Then you know what? The 36-year-old guy is also in a free market, and he's also got to battle that kid. And Jason Terry's got millions. I think it's fine. I I think it's fine, too. And I think that's a fair argument, especially with the upped value and the upped contract numbers due to the new collective bargain agreement with the NBA. I think that makes sense. So I think with the loaded money that the players are now going to make over the extended time over their career, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. I don't think that's going to be a starter at all. I think that's going to be kind of an easy get for the players' union to vote on. Let's go to number two. Do you think that stiffer penalties for rules broken by programs, whether it be coaches, whether it be administration – uh, longer postseason bans for programs, lifetime bans for wrongdoers, uh, coaches, administration. Again, Mike, does this matter, or are still are people still going to try to cheat the system and find loopholes? Maybe if not loopholes, maybe weigh risk and reward uh, yields on this and say like, look, I'm going to take this risk even though I know I'm breaking a rule because I know down the line I can make X millions of dollars and even if i get a lifetime ban i'm going to get that x millions of dollars for breaking this rule mike what's your call on the stiffer penalties do you think it'll make a difference or do you think people will still cheat no calls easy everybody's gonna cheat everybody always cheats everybody's gonna cheat forever but these make it harder i love the stiffer penalties what it will do is it will take the head me me, me too me too and i mean and everybody does i mean no one wants the penalties to be lighter you know so i mean i think everybody loves stiffer penalties they have to come up with something to make the head coaches more accountable hey rick patino if andre mcgee (laughs) is hiring strippers then maybe you should be asking andre mcgee did you hire strippers okay and you can't put you can't do the ostrich in the sand anymore okay so this is it hit them where it hurts I don't believe Bill Self had anything to do with any of the FBI fog that's going on in Kansas. Zero, none, zero. However, I can't, I can't believe that I'm agreeing with you. No, on this. But you know I, what, Bill? I agree. You get paid a lot of freaking money, man, and you're a <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer. And I heard the speech. You're crying what? on Naismith Drive. Okay, I heard the whole thing. What, what, one of our favorite lines: "You get paid a lot of money." You get paid a lot of money to make sure your assistants aren't doing that. I do not blame them. Initially, I thought Patino wasn't involved. Now, there's so many things going on eventually you know it's hard to to understand but whatever the point is i like it it's good harsher penalties everyone's gonna cheat there's still we still need police officers right you change the rules still it's fine totally fine with it i think the stiffer penalties once the first one takes effect i think then it matters because the five-year penalty for a program or a school on breaking a rule, that's a whole recruiting class. So I think once the first one of those is enforced, I think the whole game is changed. 
So I'm on board with this, and I actually want to see the first one enforced, and then I want to see what happens to that program, that school, that university, that coaching staff, and then I want to see what everybody else does in reaction to that. So I'm in favor of this big time, and I'm in favor of this big time, and I want to see the first one of these enforced because then I think everybody else will fall into line, and I think everybody else will second-guess how things are run or what regular practice is. You know, you, you mentioned Bill Self or like how things are done traditionally in the past 10 years. I think people will rethink that after that first penalty is enforced. So I'm totally in favor with you there. How about this one? I, I think we're both in favor here. I think I think this is like a, a gimme for both of us. How about if you don't get drafted? How about if you come back Thank to school? Thank you. The best after one. After getting undrafted. The best one. It's the best one, guy. This is the best one. No right? problem. You have debated about gathering information. You want yep. the kids to go there. We got 365,000 kids, but that's okay. They're gathering information. <laughs> Fine. Right. Just let them come back. These are kids. They're, 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 they're making careless errors. They've been told their whole high school career, you're the man. you got to score. Romeo Langford, we'll get to that later. Pastors right. up there comparing them to Abe Lincoln. Okay? All this stuff. <laughs> They're not going to make a rational. Love, love, love the pastor. By they're the way. not going to make a rational decision. Let them go. Say I'm the man. I average 11 points per game at Fresno, like Paul George. So therefore, I can go pro like Paul George, and then get there and realize that they can't. Bravo, bravo. I I, I think this is a no brainer. I'm just going to say yes. Finally, something in favor of the student athlete. I don't know why this isn't the case currently, and they should make this change immediately. And I know that there's a couple of other things that are like attached to this that make this a little messy, whether it be agent induced or whatnot. And we'll get to those in the next couple talking points. But I am so in favor of this rule. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the part that we talked about on the prior podcast that will annoy coaches. Ready? Let's say that player doesn't get drafted and they come back to school and that coach has to hold on to that scholarship. Is that coach? Is that program? really going to get a player of that magnitude that late in the game post June. No, they'd have, they ha- the yes. it's a problem. No, that's no, a problem. That, that's a blessing yes, in disguise. That's a problem. I, I don't see it as a problem. I see it as like, Oh my goodness, that is amazing that that program is going to get that player back. And that coaching staff is going to get that player back. Holy cow. They're going to be so much better. Yeah. But suppose like, the kid doesn't though. Suppose the kid doesn't come back and now you're screwed out of recruiting those. What about that? So I'm a head coach and my kid, I don't think he should go, you know, and they make mistakes. Rick Patino said that Donovan Mitchell shouldn't go. I didn't think Donovan Mitchell should go either. Obviously Donovan Mitchell should go. That's fine. Very wrong wrong on that. But like, how do you plan that? How do you go out to a kid's house? You take your shooting guard, he's gone. And you go into another shooting guard's house. I really want you to come. Well, is Mitchell coming back or not? I don't know. Well, I'm going to go somewhere else. So that's going to hurt the coach a little bit also. I think that can be simply solved because that's going to be one. I mean, save Duke, save Kentucky, save the handful of schools, literally five schools every year. It might be less every year where you're going to have more than one of these. Bro, not if 100, not if 312 kids are going to the combine. I mean, if they're all declaring and trying to get information, right, then it's not going to be. That's my point. I agree with you. Right. I think- okay. 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 So, may- okay. So this this year, obviously, obviously the rules. We're talking about the rules in general. Like they're going to be adjusted. Besides those big schools, why wouldn't you hold on to that one scholarship for that one player, and and you have that player come back, and then if you don't have it, then fine. Okay. Then you have to solve problems another way. But I I I, I don't think that you know coaches are going to say like this is a giant issue. I don't think it's a giant issue. I, I think if you change like the scholarship rule a tiny bit and, and extend the timeline there a smidge, if we just extend the timeline, that's that's a simple solve. I, I think coaches would love getting that type of player back into their program. And I know it would affect recruiting. But guess what? They get paid literally millions of dollars to solve problems like this. Guess what? Earn your money. That that's unfair, though, bro. That's unfair because I you can't. I don't, I don't think it's unfair at all. But, but it is unfair. You can't have your star player who's having twenty points a game to keep the team in limbo and just say figure it out because so, you're allowed so to get you, information in June. That that's so, my point. So so you're gonna say okay, coach that makes let's just take uh, uh let's take a average salary from a power six conference. Let's say that coach makes $1.3 million a year. And let's say that coach has to solve this problem. Are you going to tell me that there is some sort of scenario 
where we have to worry about a player that could get a contract that is worth four times that on the open market, and then that he has to, like, oh, solve that problem? What are we even talking about? Why are we denying that player to get that contract that could be worth $1.3 million over four years with a player option on the fourth year because he doesn't get drafted. Like, that seems silly. That's the whole crux but of wait the a first minute. point. You're, that we t- you're telling me you're championing the kids who right. have to do one and done, but then those are the kids who are getting punished by not knowing who's coming back. So it's not about the kid making a million dollars. That's not what it's about. It's about they're blocking the very kids you're uh-huh. championing Champion from high school from being able to make their informed decision. It's not about the million dollar coach and it's not about the kid making six million dollars. It's about the young kids in high school going to White Castle to get lunch who don't have a million dollars who are looking to become the next kids to get millions of dollars who now can't choose their school because they have no idea when the kid is coming back or if he's coming back until June. That's my point. So guess what? Changing the one and done rule will fi- help fix that too. Yeah, I, I it not will, not every not every situation, but it'll help fix a handful of because those if that high school kid declares, he's declaring for more than one year. Correct. So he's committing to Louisville, whether Donovan Mitchell comes. So it's not a one year effect for him. Correct. So, okay. All right. Fair. Okay. Correct. So does it does it fix every problem? No. Does it fix a handful of problems? Yes. So I think those coupled hand in hand, I think that makes sense. So, but, 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 but again, if you're going to like put it on the coach, that, that seems silly. Go recruit like you're going to lose that guy and sell it in the living room or in the dining room. I don't know if this guy's going to come back. And guess what? I really want you to come to our school and I'm going to hold on to this scholarship for you. That seems it's worth $1.3 million of work to figure that out. That's what I'm saying. That that type of negotiation seems like it's worth $1.3 million for the coach to do. So the next point is fishy. And I don't know how you feel about this. How about the call to reform AAU, summer hoops, and that whole situation? I'm just going to say, yep, good luck with that. There's too much money involved and too much influence from sneaker companies. And this is going to be impossible to keep track of. I know that this is well done. Like it's, it's supposed to be meant well on the end, but really like, let's, let's think about it realistically. There are too many moving parts here for anybody to keep track of, whether it be the NCAA, whether it be FBI, what, whoever it is. And by the way, grassroots basketball is awesome. How many people tuned in to watch Zion Williamson play this summer? Grassroots basketball is cool. Summer basketball in high school level is awesome. Why are we trying to like necessarily like clean this up or or, or clean up the filth here? I, I like the idea to make it cleaner and more respectable, but at the same point, it's an opportunity for kids to play against other awesome kids. Do you feel like this is reasonable? I agree with you. It's tough to to really police this, but I'm all for the effort. And you know, yeah. if you if you if you swing Good. if you swing for the moon, you may hit the stars. So yeah, I think it's difficult to police, but anything they can do to clean up. Ever since I saw that whole Soul Man 30 for 30 with um with Sonny Vaccaro, I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than it used to be. I mean, I get it. Now they're doing the intermediary, who's so, so the shoe companies can't talk directly to the coach. Yeah, right, right. But right, but right. it's it makes it harder. Okay, when when you when you tighten the speed limit, people are going to speed. You just want to make it a little harder. You tighten the cell phone while you're driving, right? It just makes it harder. So whatever right. they can do, I agree with you. They're not going to solve this one. Okay, but if they no, make it no. harder and they make it a little trickier, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think so. I think I think if they just put some limitations on it and maybe try to make it a little bit more transparent, I'm good with that. And the way to make it a little bit more transparent is the last talking point that we'll talk about is the fact that the commission said that they would recommend for having relationships with NCA-approved agents and high school students slash college freshmen-to-be and have them get some input that way so why are we dancing around this? Like, why are we not just talking about changing the amateurism rule as a whole? And why does the NCA continue to hide behind 
this amateurism model. We need to preserve college basketball, and this is the thing that we're going to hide behind to control those, not millions. I'm going to say this again, not millions, but billions of dollars that are floating into the sport due to TV contracts and the like, and sneaker contracts, and, and so on and so on. And then they get to manipulate that those millions of dollars, not millions, billions, billions of dollars. So I think this point is the absolute pivot point for what the NCAA commission is talking about, but they did not go far enough. So Mike, why are they dancing around this? And why are they saying that they should have relationships with agents, but not abashing and abolishing the amateurism rule? Well, I, I think they're trying to come up with a way to, and I understand it, you can't pay them from the college. It, it's just, right. it's, it, you're trying to solve a Rubik's Cube without three pieces in the middle. How do you pay, do you tier it? If it's because you score a certain amount of points, how, you, mm -hmm. you're talking about team college athletics. So you cannot right. pay them from the college because you can't sit there and say that one group is, you know, one player is worth this amount of money. So the end sure. The end right, around right, to right. That, that that scale is impossible to figure out, right? Right. The end around to right. that is to say, look, you if you want to go on your own and come up with some sort of sponsor or agent or whatever, that's fine. I I, I like that. Uh, they still are going to police it, but I do like that because you cannot pay them from the college. You can't. So if they want to be marketable, it's fine. I heard you talk about the Ledecky thing. The only issue I have with the Ledecky thing is, right? She like she can't stay at Stanford. You, you can't – Katie Ledecky is a once-in-a-generation swimmer who is preparing for the 2020 Olympics and is going to hit the free market right now and make millions of dollars in right. sponsorships. You can't stay in college, Katie. And there's that, no that, rule that, – that, that, That's where we disagree. You you can't, where but disagree. I guess you can't. You, you, you can't can. do that. You can't what allow she, somebody what, – What if she values her education? Gus, she's going to Stanford. She can't right. then, and Stanford has a business deal with certain clothing contract companies. You can't have them pay. Who pays Stanford? Is it Reebok or Nike or who pays? Who pays? A, I, 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 I wish I knew off the top right. of my head. I'm gonna who, I'm gonna say Nike off the top. Right. Of my head. So uh, whoever Stanford West Coast. is, you can't have if Nike's paying money to Stanford or, or Adidas. You can't have Ledecky then go sign with another company. It doesn't work that way. Then don't go to Stanford, Katie. Then don't go to Stanford. Like you, it's not that the whole institution, because they're an institution, has to kowtow to all the students. Like, no, that's not how it works, Katie. You could have went to any school. You went to Stanford. You enjoyed the resources at Stanford. You enjoyed the wonderful, you know, things that you can use to make yourself better. You enjoyed the great education, a phenomenal worldwide education that you got. And now you're at a point where you're going to make millions of dollars. Smell you later. You can't stay like because otherwise, if you're the president of the company, they're gonna say you're gonna let some twenty-year-old swimmer tell that she can wear whatever she wants, and we've been paying you millions of dollars for thirty years. So then Katie Ledecky goes on and she swims away, and then you're sitting there with no deal now as a business person because Katie Ledecky was there. So I I, I disagree. Look, I, you can't like you don't get it both ways. You don't get to make millions and get an education. The kids don't run the the the, the school. It doesn't work that way. I think it could. And I think it should. And I think it should in this particular situation. But how, Gus? What do you – you're the president of Stanford, Gus. What do you say to the president of Nike who has been here's giving the, you millions here, of dollars and now Katie Ledecky wants to swim with Adidas? What do you say? You show them the video of the dream team accepting their gold medal. And you show them that Michael Jordan, the Nike icon, put an American flag over his warm-up because it did not have a Nike icon on it. And you do the same thing. How do you do that? Well, it's, it, that, that, she, Michael Jordan was representing a college. She can't – they're going to pay Katie Ledecky to wear the stuff. And Correct. the school – the other teammates are wearing other stuff. Guess where Katie Ledecky wears the stuff? She wears the stuff at Olympic trials. She wears it at the Olympic Games. And that's not, she wears and that's it not what the company wants who's hiring Katie Ledecky. That's not how yes. it works. That's my yes, point. Yes, they do. Yes, they, they do. Don't. They want whenever Katie Ledecky is out representing them as, okay. a, as a promotion, they want oh. their stuff on. 
Okay, ready? When's the last time you watched a Pac-12 swim meet? Never. Never. When's the last time you watched an Olympic swimming event? More often. Correct. Guess where Katie Ledecky is going to wear the sponsored item that she is getting paid for? It works. It works. Gus, you're, you're asking as the person sitting on his couch watching it. You're not thinking like the company that wants to pay Katie Ledecky. Are you kidding me? If you're the company that's paying Katie Ledecky and you get that exposure on NBC at a col- I mean, at an Olympic event, why wouldn't you want that? Then why did Katie Ledecky have to leave Stanford? Because the NCAA rules are broke. No, that's they, why. they're not. That's my they point. Are. They're not. They are not allowing her to accept that money and accept that sponsorship because the amateur rules are because broke. Because she's still enrolled in Stanford. Then don't why enroll in Stanford. An, why can't she get an education as well? You can. You why can't, not? Because you're now a professional swimmer. You can, then they, the college rules are broke. They, but they're, they're not. Broke. They're not that broke. Like you don't get everything. Well, I want an yes, education. Yes, you can. I want an yes, education. I want a million dollars. I want it right now. You can't. I get an education. You're not Katie Ledecky, right? And they want, and then and you're not Stanford. Stanford Correct. is here before Katie Ledecky, and will be here years after Katie Ledecky is gone. They and have business, benefit, and they'll benefit from Katie Ledecky as Katie Ledecky benefited from Stanford. Correct. That's exactly right. And it like, I'm sorry, Katie, like you want to make millions. You don't have a right to an education and a right to get a scholarship and yes, a right to she make does. No, yes, she does. Yes, she does. No, you don't. That's anarchy. Gus, this is business. You don't have a right to wear Nike and to wear Adidas and to wear whatever you want in this great, wonderful world. No, you don't. It's not happened in the past. It'll happen again. Stanford. They're it, not. It's happened in the past. It'll happen again. But they're not. They're not. They, they will not. It will not. Like, that's my point. Like, Katie... You benefited from Stanford. Stanford benefited from you. It was a wonderful experience. You are now a worldwide star. You're a worldwide star. So you can't continue to go to astronomy class because your business interests are now conflicting with yes, the institution. Can. No, you can't. Yes, she can. That, Gus, you're sitting there as the president. You're feeling that call from the company that's been paying you millions of dollars. And you go... Well, you know, Kayla Decky's a really swell person, so I think she should be able to do it. They'll say thank you very much. They'll pull the millions. You'll go in front of your board of directors. You'll be fired. And you'll sit there yes. and go, well, I really get, like get, Kayla get, you, know, you know what? You know what will happen? After that happens, guess who's going to step in and take the next contract? Whether it be Adidas or Under Armour, whoever it is, somebody will step in and take that contract immediately. And they will say to the next Katie Ledecky, who's 18 years old, who enrolls in Stanford, no, you can't wear that. And then this cycle will start all over again. I, listen, the, I get it, the, man. Thus, I, thus the rules being broke and thus the rules not being right. I, I think they're, they're broke. I agree with you. I just think it's now getting carried to where no one gives a damn that people get a scholarship to college. That doesn't matter. That doesn't right, matter. Right. I have uh, a look, right. Look, I have a right uh, look, for free. Uh, I have a right for free food. I have a right for free lodging. I have a right for great professors. I have a right for great colleges. I have a right to do all this stuff. But no, that doesn't matter because I can't get millions of dollars. Okay. Well, that, that's a lot of money to a lot of people, man. I agree that our conversation went to the poo-pooing of the college, college scholarship. I agree. I agree. I love Katie Ledecky. How, how, I, I, how, but I think there's a point at which, Gus, she can't. She doesn't have a right to, to make money in every company, every way, any way that she wants. College rules be damned. I, that's not it. This isn't anarchy. You can make money. You can get sponsored. I'm for that. I like these rules you talked about. But I don't think it's – Katie Ledecky can go to any, any group, any business, anything. If it conflicts with Stanford, doesn't matter. That's not fair because you didn't have to so, go to Stanford. So this goes back to the, the last point that we talked about is the relationships with the agents for these particular athletes for the NCAA. And the this relationship with these agents could help broker these deals and have some restrictions on the things that you particularly have a problem with, whether it be a contract with a TYR or Speedo or whatever it might be. Or maybe it's a, a contract with Nike or Adidas or Under Armour. And, and, and I think once the amateurism seal is broken, 
then we're making progress. That's my crux of the conversation. I, I agree with you, partner. I, I, I want to see them be able to get money outside of college. I do. I, I think that should happen. This is capitalism. It is a free market. It is America. Correct. I agree with that. Right. But I do think that Kentucky can't allow De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk to wear Adidas shoes. There is, there, there's going to be well, limits and I don't want well, to see protests because, well, well, wait a minute, now you can get sponsored by Under Armour, but you can't get sponsored by Adidas. That's it, I'm picketing. That's it, I'm, pick, I'm picketing. You can only, that's, that's going a little nuts. That's the whole, and, and I think this ties this conversation up perfectly, to be honest. That's the whole crux of this whole situation. The FBI investigation was tied to sports apparel companies giving money to these athletes and these athletes being funneled to uh, universities and colleges that were sponsored by these particular sports at, uh, athletic companies. So that's never going to be a problem. You know, if you're, if you're a Nike guy, you're going to get steered to a Nike school. If you're, if you're uh, an, uh, you know, a, an Under Armour guy, you're going to get steered to an Under Armour school. If you're an Adidas guy, you're going to get steered to an uh, Adidas school. That's never going to be a problem. Because that's already been established when these guys are in high school. That's not going to happen with college basketball. Will that happen in ancillary sports like swimming or, 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 or cross country or archery or tennis? Sure, absolutely. No question. But in basketball, those lines are already unbelievably defined. And they've been defined by an FBI report that was released earlier this year. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think if you're a Nike guy, you're going to go to a Nike school. You're going to Duke. That's you're my, going that's to Oregon. That's it. I, it becomes now because it becomes part of the decision process. Right. You can't all of a sudden go to Oregon and say I don't want to wear Nike, and you're restricting my ability as a as a as a as a free market person to make money. What are you talking about? You can't right. go to a library and start throwing books around, okay? It's not breaking a law. It's just a little <laughs> weird. You can't go to Oregon and say, I'm not yeah, wearing Nike. You can library too, right. man. Like, I mean, like, you know, you're not going to get arrested. you just be removed right. from the library. And Katie, you're removed from Stanford, okay? Like, <laughs> there are certain things, but I, I like it. You should be able. Malik Monk should be able to do a commercial for Burger King, whatever the heck he freaking wants to do. And Katie right. LeJackie should go to replace that other guy. Whatever, okay? I'm fine with that. That I'm okay with, but... Good. Be, let's, you know, let, let, oh, well, that's not fair. Well, okay, now, guys, it is fair because now we're letting you get money and sponsorship. But could you maybe wear a different type of Speedo? I, I think that that's reasonable given that they're giving them the education. That's all That's all I'm trying to say. I, I think that's fair. Yeah, that That's the pivot point. If the NCAA can get over themselves and allow those type of relationships to happen between their student athletes and the agents – then a lot of this static would go away. And a lot of these laws and rules that are broken where people are going to jail will also go away. So Mike, I'm just going to, let's end the conversation on this particular topic with this. These were all quote unquote recommendations. These were recommendations from the uh, college basketball commission. If you had like a recommendation to fix like the toxic uh, environment that they, you know, they use that term, quote unquote, toxic. Do, do you have like a, like just a summing up point of like how things, one thing that you would like them to pay very close attention to moving forward or something that the NCA should adopt? The key is to get a handle and, and, and I'm with Rustin on this one, the handle on this absolutely ridiculous thing. And I don't know how to do it because I like what they're, they're started. They've done a good job here. These are smart people. Enough with all these kids declaring I, there, there's got to be – I like the get rid of the one and done because like right. I said, Gus, I'm fine. If somebody's a junior, that means right. they have to go through a whole freshman year. They actually have to take class the second half of their freshman year. They have to go through a sophomore year. They actually have to take class the sophomore year. You want to leave after junior? I'm fine with that because yeah. if it doesn't go and it falls through, you have some classes that work towards your degree. You have something there okay, to fall back on when your knee gets shattered or something like that and I like that. One more point that the commission commended was – having a scholarship be worth whenever you decide to leave like let's say you decide to go pro and then and then things don't work out whatever your sport is and then come back like that scholarship is still there for you to finish your degree i really like that part that's another part that we didn't like bring up but um that would speak perfectly to your point right now 
Yeah, and that, that's what I want. I, I like the Calipari rule. They can come back. I think it's great. Uh, my point is there is no kid or 99%, 95%. When you're sitting there, Gus, and we used to sit in your backyard there in your driveway and shoot those shots against your basket. No one was sitting there. I didn't, you know, when you used to beat me one-on-one all the time, I didn't sit there and say, I'm gonna, I, I, didn't, I didn't say I'm going to beat Gus today and I can't wait to go to the G League. Okay. No one said that. I didn't say I'm going to beat Gus today. I'm 14 years old. I can't go left. Gus is letting me go right because he knows if we go left, it's 11-0. Him. That that we. I, I want to go to. I want to go to Belgium and play. Okay. These guys are thinking NBA. Three letters. Period. That's mm-hmm. what they're focused on. Maybe there's a couple. Maybe there's a couple guys we talked about. The guy from Georgetown a few years ago mm-hmm. who have to feed their. Family. I have no problem with that. But they're, yeah, they're, they're L, not. They're, LJ Peak. Right, 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 right. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool. I, yeah. yeah. Peak. Thank you. I'm just talking about. The kids, their, their dreams are getting shattered. They think because they're averaging eight points a game for every Devin Booker. Okay, right when he was at Kentucky, he wasn't. I, right. I don't think he was yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a, there's a bunch of guys who don't make it, and so I just like them to have a more realistic handle on what's going on, other than declaring going down to Sioux City and then sitting there going, "This is not what I wanted." Because again, Gus, it's hard. I mean, this is you, you, you can't go back anymore. You know what I mean? If you could go back, it's a little different. But you know, you're hanging out with Jason Terry, who's 39. I mean, it's just it's not an easy mix, is what I'm saying. So I actually like the. The, the flexibility, I should say. I, I agree with the flexibility. I, again, I think that speaks to your – I think it speaks to one of the first points that we talked about. Like if you don't get drafted, then you're able to go back. But then I, I then you play around with like did you hire the agent, did you not hire the agent. And that way if if we if we just you know modify the or, or, or adjust the amateurism rules and you're allowed to have the agent to get you to the draft and then you don't get drafted – can you still go back to school with the agent? Yes, that would be perfect. That's the perfect scenario right there where you can go back, you can go get your degree, you can go work on your game another year, and then maybe things go well, and then maybe you're just one year away from your degree. That that, that sounds perfect. I, I love that scenario. I think that sounds perfectly logical. Yeah, um, I, ju- I just want them to be careful because I don't want uh, a kid returning to college with an agent and then the agent bothering the coach about playing time. Okay, yeah. like – so you want to say that you can retain them? That's fine. You can retain them. Yeah. If I'm the if I'm Bill Self, if I'm Mark Few, if I'm Archie Miller, excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Agent, get the hell out of my practice. Yeah. I'm trying to win yeah. a title here. I don't give a damn if Romeo Langford gets right. six threes right. up a game. So that's the part, and that's why these guys. The, everybody makes fun of the NCA. These old guys in suits. Okay, the whole thing. They value an education, and we all value education. You and I are in the education field, so let's yeah. not just throw it away and say, well, they should be allowed to make right because then when they should shatter their knee or they're not good anymore where are they going to come crawling back to an education probably right. to sustain themselves so let's give them the flexibility to have that throughout their life I, I i love that angle i love the word flexibility i think that's the key phrase moving forward for any recommendation that the commission put forward for college basketball flexibility you want to get to a couple other points here for college basketball now that we've like kind of hashed this out yeah let's roll let's roll baby and i hope the people who wanted us to argue that are happy this is again another reason to be a patreon driving the show driving the show to see what (laughs) we talk about and and by the way i i I think like you know lifting the curtain a little bit you and i are on very different ends of this but i think the people want to hear both of our sides of it and then have them formulate their own opinion 100%. on whether what you say or what I That's say. That's what we're doing. That's what we're right? doing. We're, we're, right. you know, some people with you, some people, me, probably more with you than me, to be honest. If you look at our Twitter feed, we look at our Twitter feed, but that's okay. We're, we both, we're, we're not faking this. This is not a hot take. No, no, this is how no. we feel. We would be doing this at the bar Correct. tomorrow night. If I, This is it. But folks, talk to us. Give us feedback. Follow us, of course, Twitter at SDS Podcast. You can reach us at the Gmail account, SDSPodcast at gmail.com. Gus at Currents 12 myself at Randall Rent. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback. Yeah, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear what side you're on. If, if you have a side or maybe you're just thinking, oh, this conversation is worth moving forward. And we'd love to continue the conversation moving forward. All right. So some quick thoughts. Number one, we saw on Twitter that Nigel Hayes, one of our old buddies, was talking with his Wisconsin teammates about sitting out the ACC Big Ten game with Syracuse. Uh, two seasons ago as an action to bring attention to the lack of payment for college student athletes. And if you remember, Hayes got his sign on college game day that wrote, quote, unquote, broke college athletes. And I guess we can couple this with, do you think that any player or any team or any program would actually sit out a game or even an NCAA game to prove this point 
like Jalen Rose called for. And I think this comes kind of into your wheelhouse here where football players, college football players, are now sitting out bowl games to prevent injury, to booster their draft stock, to avoid injury. Is it really that different if an NCAA tournament player or team sits out a game as opposed to a football player sitting out a bowl game to prevent injury? Mike, what are the correlations here? Are there any similarities or are are we talking about two totally different things here? There are some. The main issue is the reason with the bowl game is the injury. Okay, that, that, that's the injury. Injury, obviously, not even close between basketball and football. If you look at the average you know, span of a professional basketball player versus football player, I mean, it's not even close. I understand right. that. I, I'm, I'm a little done with Nigel Hayes. Okay, I know, Nigel, you're making a lot of statements, right. man. Well, maybe you should worry about your nine games and your three points per game average in the NBA a little more. I, 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 get, I like Nigel with the statements. I, w- I, was, I was all about um, – who was the other guy? Uh, Koenig. With, with uh, yeah, the land, Bron- it was Bron- all about yeah, that. Yeah, okay, but there's a difference between Bronson trying to save people from the land they live on, and Nigel making more statements about how to get how he's got to get paid. And Nigel, you weren't great your senior year. In fact, you're a lot worse than you were as a junior. Okay, so I, I, I'm starting to run a little bit with Nigel because you know what, man, you got to start producing. Okay, I don't want to hear about how you almost sat out because you know what, you're getting a scholarship. You're getting a four year scholarship to the University of Wisconsin. So I'm sorry that you couldn't make that extra money, but it's being talked about. It's being addressed. The NCAA, Condoleezza Rice is as great as they come. She's objective. She's a tremendously well-spoken person. That group will make changes, man. But I, I'm a little done with Nigel Hayes. I, I, I don't want to hear about this anymore. Okay, Nigel, you're all about the protest, the sign. No problem with that. Brought attention to it. Great. Brought attention to it. Making change, that's fine. Now, Nigel, you're a professional basketball player. Been on three teams this year. Okay? So you know what, Nigel? You should concentrate on that maybe a little bit more, man. Because honestly, no one wants to hear somebody who's not in the NBA making statements anymore. That just doesn't move the needle anymore. Okay? There's a difference between LeBron James saying something and, and you know, Fred Van Vliet saying something. Okay, so I'm just. It's funny that you brought up like those two and they're playing in the NBA Finals right now. It's hilarious. By the way, we talked about this too, but I really could. The Toronto series. I mean, you know, we love OG Ananobi. Okay, you and I love him. Right, right. We did. Yes. You you come out out of the timeout, man. How how, how much do you want that possession? And and they switched late, and that wasn't, oh, that was the plan. That was, oh, crap. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so, you know, whatever. Anyway, I I have no problem with Nigel Hay speaking up. I'm just telling you, I speak for the average person with the average intellect with the average i don't want to hear anymore i'll hear from nigel hayes when he has a fantastic junior year and he's one of the top players in the country i'll hear a little bit less when he underachieves senior year but i'm going to hear it a whole lot less when he's on three teams averaging a point per team here as he's in the nba that's great i all you know i I almost dunked back in our layup line before a state sectional title as well okay but you know it didn't happen so so i'm kind of like i'm a little feisty tonight gus a little feisty with that but i i respect him but as you can imagine there's a difference between him saying it then and him saying it now i think that that at some point this might happen i think that at some point somebody some program somewhere whether it be like in one of these you know the big 10 acc challenge or you know a, a game that kind of is inconsequential of you know the total team's resume of in march and i think that it may actually happen i think that that we might have a situation where this happens but you know what nobody's going to pay attention to it it's going to because it's going to happen in the middle of the season if somebody's going to pay attention to this and have it actually matter, it's going to be like Jalen Rose said and be in the NCAA tournament and have somebody sit out then and then somebody will pay attention and then it will matter. But if it happens pre-conference season, nobody's going to care. Like nobody's going to pay attention to it. It's going to be a non-starter. It's going to be a non-story. So I think until it happens like Jalen Rose said, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And I think there's some validity to – you know, the correlating it to uh, college football players and them sitting out bowl games. But I, I, I think at the same point, some of the things in the college uh, basketball commission have to take place before anything moves forward. So I, I think we'll just leave it there. I, my, my issue with the football, and I agree with you on that, I, I think the bowl system is archaic. And, and, I, and I do side with the athletes oh, yeah. on this one. 
Who who's you know, and this is from my school, Boston College, Gus, who who thrived off the uh, weed eater bowl, okay, and the car I was going to say car bowl. quest, yes, very it, good. <laughs> right, right, who, who's making the money there? There's a boatload of the money. No one's in the stands. That I kind of sided with the players on because that game, you know, when I used to work out at BC, I could see the car quest sign, okay, Gus, up there, but like no one really cares about that. I do have a problem, Gus, if my team and I'm a star running back or I'm a star quarterback and they make the the uh, bowl championship, that yeah. final four, and I don't play in that game and that's for a national title, why are you in college, big guy? That You came to this college. You got a lot from this college. This is now a national title. We're not talking about the Weed Eater Bowl. We're talking about a national and, title, and okay? I, so, so I have a problem if you sit out a national title game. I have a problem with that. Then don't play football, guys, because then you owe something to the school. That's a big deal to the school. I, you you want to play in the, you know, whatever bowl, the toilet bowl? Okay, fine. But Gus, and CBS, Fox... Nine o'clock, Vince Young, USC. We watched that yep. together, I think. Th- that's a little something, don't you think? Right? And that's here, a little and, something. And here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna play your I'm gonna play your point forward. How about even the Tuesday and the Wednesday games for for the NCAA tournament? You know what you're playing for in those Tuesday and Wednesday games? A chance to play for a national title. So I think it's gonna take a really big leap by a program, a team, a player, a coach. Uh, a, a group of student athletes to do this because in in our sport, college basketball, in the NCAA tournament, once you make it, guess what? You're live. Guess what? You have an opportunity to win a national championship. And if you're not going to look any further than uh, Loyal Chicago this year, where else are you looking? If you have, if you're an 11 seed, if you're a 12 seed, if you're in the playing game on Wednesday or Tuesday, guess what? You got a shot. You have a legit shot. And I think to negate yourself as a student athlete of that shot and that opportunity, that's gonna take that's gonna take some cojones. I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna have that 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 set to do that. It's gonna take an unbelievable amount of circumstance to for somebody to sit out one of these games and one of these opportunities for that school, for your program, for your coach, for your teammates. There's too many variables. I don't think it's ever. I, I, I kind of can't see it happening unless something radically changes. Yeah, and, and it's the injury is just not the same. So that's a chance for you to Correct. show your stuff and maybe move yeah. up your draft stock. Whereas a lot of these running backs, you know, you're you're you're, you're getting pounded here by 300 Correct. pound people. Like I get it. Right. I, I get it. But I, I agree with you. Do you have an opinion on the Romeo Langford uh, release? Full disclosure here, folks. I I, I texted Gus. I, I, I'm not a big Facebook guy. Though. We're getting Facebook up for the screen the screener. So wait, I is that, is that, that, wait, but, wait, wait. This is news uh, to me too. Or is that really happening? Oh, yeah, we're getting it going. No, we're, okay, we're, we're blitzing. Okay. Again, again, uh, we're talking about three cents a podcast, guys, okay, when we hit March, okay? So, and even this one, it's, it's with, the, with this month, we're giving you one a week, so it's 25 cents a podcast. You, can, can you get anything for 25 cents? You can't even play Miss Pac-Man for 25 cents anymore. No, okay? no, I'm, no, I, I'll tell you right now, it was 50 cents at the tabletop when I played with my daughters uh, over the summer. So yeah, you can't even play an honest game of Miss Pac-Man. I'm with you. Right, exactly. Right. I, I, the, the, it was funny. I watched it. I said to my wife, I go, hun, can we put this on? This kid's declaring. He's got the hats there. He's got the red shoes, which was a dead giveaway. Right. Okay. Right, right. Principal gets up. Coach gets up. Dean of Discipline gets up. Uh, you know, nurse gets up. Okay. Social studies, see fifth grade. Everybody, okay. Everybody gets up. The pastor gets up, talks for 25 minutes. By the way, minutes. by the way, did you think when the pastor got up, you think that, that, that Vandy had a chance? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I, I, yeah. I, I felt like... All right, maybe there's an avenue here. Gus, my wife was interested in the comments. We were laughing at the comments while the pastor's talking. Who's up next? The dentist. The people on Facebook were very, very funny. Uh, but he went up there. Uh, you know, I, I never thought he was going to Kansas. I will tell you this, to Gus. If there was no FBI fog, I think that's interesting with Kansas. I think he's got a shot. But totally. it's very, it's yeah, very so- difficult. You know, like when this kid announced. You, you, why, Gus, would you announce in your high school gym in Indiana, knowing there will be hundreds of people lined up outside the gym and say, yeah, I'm going to Vanderbilt. But it just didn't make sense, right? Like, I mean, so it, he kind of knew he was going. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy for Archie Miller. I think I heard um, Parrish and Norlander say that there was only one five-star recruit in the, out of the last 20 that stayed in state or something like that. Uh, Zeller, uh, I, maybe I Zeller? I, yeah, I think I was Zeller. Yeah. yeah but, uh, you know, this is big. I'm happy for Archie Miller. We root for the small guys who've come up there. Uh, he's doing a great job. Very happy. And I'm glad. I'm looking forward to seeing the kid play. He's special. He looks very special. He's very special. And you know what else he does? He fits exactly the mold that uh, Archie Miller, uh, you know, coached at Dayton. I think he's 
like the perfect player for that system. I think he's totally going to thrive. And I think he's going to be like a combination of Cook and Scucci and Pollard all together. He's going to be like all those guys combined because he's su- he's a legit top five prospect. And all of those guys, you know, legit top 152 top prospects. It's going to be awesome to see Archie Miller operate with that type of player because he's never had that type of player to operate with previously. I think it's going to be unbelievable. And I think his skill set, his size and what he's going to bring to the table plays perfectly into what Coach Miller wants to do with that team. I think he followed uh, William Shakespeare's uh, model, as far as the announcement goes. You know, drama plus time equals comedy. I think a couple of people were like, kind of totally giggling, true. giggling yeah. like towards the end, like, all right, when are we going to get to this? So I, I, you know, I appreciate that he used like a tradition, timeless model that's been, you know, never cheated over and over again to release his uh, college announcement. So uh, bravo, Romeo Langford. Bravo. Bravo. Uh, let's just get to some quick news. I'll run through these. If you want to give me your two cents on these, that'd be great. Um, we got some Nevada news. They had a great transfer that came in. Big news. ODU big man Trey Porter, who's 6'10", joins the Wolfpack as a grad transfer. He'll be eligibly immediately. He went for 13 points per game and six rebounds per game in only 23 minutes. Um, I, I'm hoping that he can replicate that in Reno. That sounds awesome. And throw into the fa- throw into the equation that they're still in play for McDonald's All-American Jordan Brown. Arizona, Stanford, and Oregon are also in play. So they're one of the final three or four for a McDonald's All-American, which is crazy. So Caleb gets in a combined invite. Cody and Jordan do not. But we got news that uh, Jordan Caroline was uh, already worked out with the Thunder. So you want to see what this trio uh, decides. If they all return, Coach Musk magically lands like Brown as a McDonald's All-American. Mike, do you think the Wolfpack are a legit Final Four team and a national contender? I know it's a lot of ifs, and there's you know a, a path to get there, but not many other programs have that path. Nova, Duke, uh, you know Gonzaga, uh, UVA, maybe throwing one or two more. What's your take on where where the Wolfpack is at currently with the transfer news and maybe getting a McDonald's All American? How many teams have won a national title with five freshmen starting? The answer is zero. I don't care about Duke. I really don't care. I don't care about how many McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's All-Americans they get. Folks, if these three guys come back, Nevada is a Final Four contender. There we go. If, the, if everybody comes back, Caleb, Cody, and Jordan Caroline, and Gus, I'm going to say this. Who put it out on Twitter? And I agree with it. You probably didn't, as did most people probably didn't. If you're not a first-round pick, you should. some NBA exec said, right. if you're not a first-round pick, I tell you to go back. Cody and Jordan Caroline, why are you guys going to the NBA? I don't care if you worked out for Oklahoma. So now you're declaring for the draft and missing out coming back for a national championship, coming back for a Final Four, and improving your draft stock because you want to get a second-round pick and possibly be in the G League? It makes no sense. The fact that they, if I didn't get an invite, uh-huh. okay, I'm six foot and I can't go left. But if I didn't get an invite, Gus, I'm not going to the NBA draft. So, Because how many guys who didn't get an invite get drafted in the first round? I mean, what's the correlation there? Is it zero? Oh, it's, so it's, it's it, a very low correlation. I, I, to answer I your question you. yeah. on a crazy Dick Vitale-like rant, if they all come back and you don't have them in your top five next year, You're crazy. your poll is wrong. Right. You're doing it wrong. Yes. If Nevada returns all these guys and they actually have people on the bench now so they can actually foul at the end of the game. I know Sam Bassini. I know. Okay. They can actually foul and they're not in your top five. Your poll is toilet paper. How about if – I'm trying to think what, what I, where, uh, where I want to go with this. But I think if you're correct, right? They should be in everybody's like final five. And then think about this. If those guys come back and then we have all of those transfers come back and then you think of what we talked about Chris Murray with, that makes perfect sense. And if they can have an actual big that can even not even block shots, but at least alter shots and they would have that with Porter the ODU big man that's a grad transfer, and then maybe Brown, this really impactful All-American, like that would be amazing. So I think I'm totally with you, you know, going back to your, your point, you know, should everybody get their information? Yes, those guys are going to get their information. The one thing that's interesting with, with the Martin brothers and with Caroline, uh, with the Martin brothers, they have their college degree already. So there is no like they would have to start taking grad classes. 
So there is some impotence for them to just continue their go ahead and explore their professional career. Well, can we appeal to can we appeal to them, Gus? Because I really want on on Tuesday, November twenty seventh. Right. I really want to watch Nevada at Loyola Chicago in the how, Mountain West Missouri Valley Challenge. I want to watch that game. I want them all there. I want to see the whole thing. Sister Jean, I want them back. Uh, listen, we love that challenge. It's year eight of it. You know, Boise State, Drake, Valpo, UNLV is a really nice game. How about Northern Iowa, Utah State? Fired well, up about that. Love that game. Okay, San Diego State, Illinois State, great. But Tuesday, November 27th, get your popcorn ready. Nevada, Loyola, Chicago. Come back, folks. Come back. Cody, come back. Jordan, Caroline, I know you got to work out for Oklahoma City. That's great. You're not going in the first round. You can't get to the combine. Cody, come back. Caleb, come back for us. Do it selfishly for the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We got some good Marquette news. Marquette secured Kobe McCune from Utah State. After a down sophomore year, He inclu- uh, which included some injuries, which was kind of unfortunate for him. He had a stellar frosh uh, year, but he still put up like 15-plus points per game, five-plus rebounds per game, and three-plus assists per game, and had, like, some decent shooting numbers, even though they weren't as, like, iconic as they were his freshman year. Kewen might be, like, kind of a, a Malik Newman-Kansas-type impact for the Golden Eagles. He has two years remaining. He's going to sit one, play two. They also landed Fordham transfer, Joseph Chartney. The guard put up 12-plus points, five-plus rebounds, and four-and-a-half assists per game. And you can ask Villanova how Fordham transfers work. Just see Eric Pascal. Both are huge gets for the growing Big East program and, and, and Coach Woj. And both are Canadian. So we just want to say like ahoy Eric Fawcett out there and say like, you know, Canadian people are doing well. I love that Canadian people are having an impact on, on the college basketball scene. So that's going to be their backcourt next year, which is crazy. Can Marquette be the Xavier and like kind of challenge Villanova for that Big East title? Do you think they're building that type of program? I, I would say this. I'm excited about that. I'm rooting for Woj- Wojciechowski. Let's be careful, folks. Because Wojo's going to start hearing some some rumblings here. He's been at Marquette now. This is going to be year five, Gus. After he replaced Buzz Williams, you know, Buzz did a, Buzz did a great job there. Well, Buzz did Tech, an awesome job, yeah. You know, Buzz left, and then Wojo's been there. Went thirteen and nineteen first year, no problem. Twenty and thirteen the next year. Made the NCAA's his third year. Lost in the first round. Have to go nineteen and thirteen. Now this year with a pretty good team, twenty one and fourteen. Lost in the NIT quarterfinals. So Buzz, I mean, um, so Wojo. It's a big year, man. You got to make the tournament. And if you don't, four out of five years at Marquette not making the tournament, you're going to start hearing some rumblings from the alumni. True. Uh, I think that if he gets in the tournament, I just think if he wins a couple games, I think he's good. If, by the way, if Marquette wins, if Marquette magically makes it to a Sweet 16 with some of these like crazy backcourts that they've been putting together, I think I think that'd be fine. Um, and by the way, if they like tie for a Big East title or, or win a Big East tournament title, he's going to be fine. I think that he's heading in the right direction. Things are trending. Some other transfer news, Deshaun Murray from Auburn transfers to Western Kentucky as a grad transfer. That's a big get for them. He's kind of like an undersized three or four that does everything. Carson Williams also gets to Western Kentucky. He actually is transferring from Northern Kentucky. So look out in Kentucky. I'm sure those two schools will fight over that. He put up 12 points per game and 5.5 rebounds per game. These are two huge gets for Coach Stansbury after losing out on Mitchell Robinson last year. You know, and there's a whole bunch of other transfer news that we'll pay attention to moving forward. But Western Kentucky throwing with Collinsworth, I think that'll be an interesting roster. I think they'll be live again in Conference USA. Is there anything else that we want to get to the listeners out there before we close up shop on this particular podcast? No, we're good. Conference USA, love it there, Gus. Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Marshall. That's a very underrated conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they lost. uh, They didn't make – they went to the NIT semifinals, lost to Utah. Utah got by them, but you know certainly that's a that's a great one. I want to keep my eye on, folks. If you like what you listen to, five star rating, please on iTunes and a review. We're we're gonna come to you at least once a week, maybe a little bit more now as we get to the NBA draft. Please check out the YouTube channel, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast on YouTube. Upvoted comments, we'll write back to you the whole bit. If you got some guys you want us to to talk about, please let us know. Yeah, let us know if there's a couple of guys that you'd like to have your opinion on, uh, and you'd like to have Mike and I put together something on. Please let us know via Twitter, via email, or you know, however, whatever your mode of communication is. We'd love to hit up uh, somebody that you think that might be valued in the NBA draft. And for just $1, folks, you're going to get a personal video made for you, delivered to your email box. But, Gus, I can't wait till next week. We'll talk about the NBA draft. We'll start breaking it down a little bit. Looking at Tankathon, looking at ESPN, just can't wait to talk about some of this stuff. Kevin Knox mocked in every mock I'm seeing, man, right. mid-first round. Yeah. 
So why would you want Dorf on golf who can't dribble, can't <laughs> drum, jump? He's six. And, Gus, they have him listed here on Tankathon as a small forward, power forward. Really? Kevin Knox is a power forward and I'm a center. Okay. <laughs> six, nine. I know, but he's young. He's young. Okay. So if he's 12, would you draft him? I, I, on what planet, Gus? I love, are I love you the already t- going here. I love it. On what planet? And then we'll, we'll, we'll shut up. Okay. Right. On what planet are you taking Kevin Knox over K to base D up? What NBA team says, I don't want a guy with a wingspan of 12 feet. Okay. Who's listed here as six, seven, 235 pounds. Who's making threes, 20 points, nine rebounds, blocking shots. You know what? I'll take Kevin Knox on an underachieving Kentucky team that was positionless basketball because no one really knew what the heck their positions were the entire year. And I'll take him because he had 30 points at West Virginia. Uh, what? What? Gus, I know you. There's no way you're plugging in Kevin Knox if you need a small forward over Katie Bates D. There's no chance. I know you. Uh, look, look, listeners. This is what you get to look forward to for next podcast. This is great. I'll take Zanon and Musa from Setavidia. I don't even know what that is. I'll take him over Kevin Knox. By the way, he he might get drafted over Kevin Knox. I'm, I'm just You're darn right he should be. I'm just throwing it out there. All right, so listeners, thank you so much. If, again, if you like what you're listening to, give the podcast a follow at SDS Podcast. Uh, efficiency of keystrokes, of course, on Twitter. Uh, please give Mike a follow at Randall Rant. He is uh, both entertaining, insightful, and just absolutely a, a riot. Uh, if you Gus, get- Gus Vince Edwards is not even close to Kevin Knox. You're taking Vince Edwards. I know you are. Well, I know uh, you're I, taking Vince Edwards. I, I love Vince Edwards. I have a little. And the AAC get player of the year, Gary Clark is not. He's below him. <laughs> right, right. He's the player of the year because his number. We, it's we, his we, metrics. We, his metrics. We have a whole other podcast to talk. This. Uh, I <laughs> can't Clark. wait. Can we just tape again? Let's tape again right now. All right. All right. So listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We, uh, if you like what you're listening to, again, like Mike said, please uh, you know, hit us up for a positive review on uh, Apple iTunes. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week for sure. Cilantro. Grazie. Cheers. Arigato. Cheers.